I went to university when I was like 17. Damn. They just let anyone go anywhere in your country, huh? Pretty much. There's no rules. It's just like we're all in like this this kennel for wild animals. And they just kind of <laughs> let you do whatever you want as long as you're not poor or homeless. That's pretty sick. My favorite thing about Americans is just like 16-year-olds are driving cars. That mm -hmm. seems that seems like such a fucking bad idea. <laughs> the, the country is sort of held together by the collective willpower of Americans believing that really stupid ideas are actually fundamental to our identity. <laughs> uh, it's sort of like how orcs in the Warhammer 40k universe can like uh, yep. They think red makes things go faster, like with the stripes. Yeah. And so it actually does because they have latent psionic abilities. Uh, Americans are very similar in that uh, we do things that are very stupid ideas. We suffer the consequences all the time, but we ignore, <laughs> we ignore them. So that's like a psionic ability. Say? Who's to say that it's a bad idea if we just ignore the fact that schools are getting shot up like every day? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm I I am recording now. I we'll get through all these four articles that we have, and <laughs> we can do it. We will, and I don't think I, it matters to me how long this episode is. In fact, the shorter the better, just because <laughs> editing these. Trying to things, get out of here. We're trying to get out of here. We got that's the prelude to, to a three-hour episode. Let's not say that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I mean it this time. I mean uh -huh. it this time. Like, I obviously, I want to give the viewers their slop. They love slop. I've been heart... Listen. My heart has been warmed by the stories of Vigatoto viewers I've seen just rejoicing in slop. But obviously... They do seem happy about it, yeah. They love slop. Uh, we they was, love it. There was that post that somebody made about their cat. I think it was glucose. About how we were all like, slop him up. Give him the slop. <laughs> 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 and that was Fuck great. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I guess I'll go ahead and get things kicked off if everyone's ready. Yep. I'm oh, ready. yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth. I'm Alton. With me, as always, is Brees. Hello. And Kay. Well, hello, Alton, my biological son. Thank you, Father. <laughs> uh, today we're going to just do a quick episode. It's been a while um, since we've recorded, and we've been meaning to record more, but things have just not worked out, because now, well, one of us is in academia, uh, which is not real work, and two of us are have jobs now, and it has been hell. Um, hey, I also have a job. I'm being cyberbullied <laughs> for being a nerd. What the fuck? That's true. YouTuber <laughs> is the most real job that anyone has ever had. Um, and then does, in fact, make you braver than the troops. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we need a new government organization, the National, the National Podcast Association, to, uh, to fund us <laughs> so we don't need to work. Uh, we can just wake up at any time we choose mm -hmm. and scream at Bobby Kotick and take a year off. Oh, hell life. yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And I think we need a lot of extrajudicial powers, like IDF style. I think that's important. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're not going to get into that. No, we're not going to uh, get into that. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. We should be allowed to do the types of things that they do, though. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I thought 
that the bit Reese was going to go into is that the government should be run by YouTubers. And I think that that would be probably like a million times worse than anything George Orwell could have imagined. Oh, definitely. Like the Mr. Beast-esque fucking dark future where it's like, oh, the, the top 1,000 contestants in my stupid show will get health care. I think that's grim. You should see the one for food stamps. Exactly. Yep. Pre President Beast is absolutely going to pit homeless camps against each other. And the mm -hmm. one that wins the three-legged race isn't going to get torn down. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> fuck. President Beast. That's... We shouldn't be allowed to say that on the internet. No. That is like... Uh, my, I love how there are just, like, very confused elderly Christian people on the internet who are like, that's the Antichrist! And I'm like, yeah, Grandma, you're right, but you're not right for the right <laughs> reason. Mr. Beast uh, grew up, like, 45 minutes from where I live. Um, oh, my really? God. If, if, if you want a little peep into how Eastern North Carolina is, uh, is a great place. I've had so much fun learning from you uh, about Northern Carolina. It seems like the way that you describe it seems like this Tolkien-esque uh, kind of horrific place to live. Uh, where you're talking about how they have like their own language where it's like, what is it, a dit dot? There's a well, yeah, you, you can't uh, say that on the pod. <laughs> there's there's a dit dot. There's a ding batter. Oh, there's a booster. Um, it's it's pretty bad. I, I mean, you know, very much... funny if you beeped all of those out when editing. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Um, the, I mean, Please. much like Middle Earth, it's it is legitimately like a very beautiful place to live, mm -hmm. um, and it is just inhabited with Sauron's demons. <laughs> <laughs> I've loved learning about the etymology. I've also loved learning about the the various flora and fauna, like your sea orcs. Like see the the term I'd never heard before that you just described. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I live. It's a pretty rural area, but it's also a tourist town. So, like two months a year, uh, there's there's a lot of tourist industry there, and there's a type of guy who just exists within the kind of like the boating tourism industry, and we have like. You know, fucking Michael Jordan's huge yacht will cruise on through sometimes. And so there's there's an industry around that. And so there's just this type of guy who wears a salt life shirt, very, very weathered, um, drives a massive pickup truck, and you should fear. <laughs> <laughs> the Sea Orc. Reese, this is very exciting for me because I think I, I was telling Reese and Kay about this nightmarish uh, encounter I had when I went on... Like a friend of a friend's birthday party was on like a party boat, and I was think that a sea orc? It was driven by what I can only describe as a sea orc. Oh shit, Halton, it's not safe. It's not safe on the island. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that a sea orc is not like like this makes sense. Obviously, if they have access to the sea, they can spread out far and wide. But I don't think Absolutely. sea orcs are limited to North Carolina. And when I saw no, one, I, mean, I was we, so excited. We, I was like, oh my God. We, we have our own variants. I'm sure there's, they have, have different markings and can mm -hmm. spit a different kind of poison <laughs> in Hawaii. But, <laughs> but, you know, they're everywhere. There's, uh, the ocean is, is a gas tank away. Um, yeah, and so speaking about jobs, 
uh, Reese, it sounded like you want us, wanted to tell us about, like, the dark nexus, the dark void, if you will, that we have all supped from quite frequently here on this podcast and spoken of uh, in somewhat joking terms. Uh, but now you, you actually have worked there. Yeah, I, it's true. I work uh, a, a fast food job at Taco Bell now. Um, mm -hmm. The... They are the ones who called me back. <laughs> so uh, that's where I started working. But also, I f it's, it was kind of a good get because our Taco Bell for... I, I don't fully understand why. You know, it's not like we're the only Taco Bell in the area. It just has immense staffing problems. And they're just <laughs> desperate for somebody who can show up for lunch rush and, like, push buttons on a POS system without screaming. Um, and, yeah, it's... You know, honestly, it's a perfectly fine job. It's like if you've ever played Diner Dash, like that's more difficult. Uh, you'll get in trouble trouble in Diner Dash if you fuck up. That's not happening if you show up on time at Taco Bell. Uh, and I, I don't know if I, you know, want to talk about it, but I feel compelled because it's such a, it's such a funny place. Just looking into the soul of. 120 cars worth of uh, Taco Bell desires is just immense, <laughs> immensely psychically powerful. Um, and, and I don't know, it's, it's, it's always interesting to me seeing like what people want out of Taco Bell. It's the, the, the funniest thing recently uh, that we've had a lot of static with is that there's a vegan cheese dipping sauce that is disgusting <laughs> and we're supposed to upsell it and man if you've ever you should try telling an 80 year old uh, elderly woman who's lived in eastern carolina all her life <laughs> what veganism is if you want her to die um, <laughs> people get so upset they're like what is it's v what is vegan a type of cheese was well, just like this is tightening and they're just like you just hear the stress building in their voice and they're just like just give me a chalupa can i just have a chalupa <laughs> <laughs> you know there's not really that much to say it's just very very funny to to work at taco bell to see the people's love of baja blast um <laughs> mm -hmm. the the official drink of the United States of America. It's by far our most popular drink. People, uh, if our one of the other drinks is is messed up, like they're a sweet tea person, Baja Blast is always the second go-to. Um, and it's, you know, I, I feel like I'm dispensing some, like, evil sci-fi nectar that has nanomachines in it or something. <laughs> it's insane. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. It's and the thing is too is that like there's not it's just it's just a job. It's just funny. It's just always funny that I'm just, just like yep, I'm here in Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think that like eventually, right? The fact that you know we've been making jokes about Taco Bell on this show a very long time. I know me and Reese uh, have been frequent customers of the Taco Bell. You think eventually, like you just get sort of used to it, right? I assume at some point maybe you would, but it is it I is mean, very funny that just being in a Taco Bell constitutes a joke for both of us now. It's it, funny. It certainly... It's funny to be in Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> While it calcifies around me and the the echo 
of being in Taco Bell quiets. It never goes away. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the the managers who are, you know, 22 years old and have worked there since they were 13 or something are. You were born in the bell. <laughs> it, 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 they, there is a point where you break. And it's it's not like the Taco Bell goes away. There is only Taco Bell. <laughs> and you can't think of anything else. Um, but but you can't forget it. The the way that you describe like the, the long timers of Taco Bell sounds so uh deeply upsetting, honestly. Um, yeah. I started listening to the Magnus archives and this is from that as far as I can tell. <laughs> it kind of sounds like the thief of time. Which I don't know if either of you have read that book, but mm-hmm. it's like this entity that basically steals children. And Hillary then, Clinton. Like... <laughs> nice, uh, and then it like has like this pocket dimension that it keeps them in, where like they the only seasons they ever encounter is like every single day is like Christmas, but it's really the, it the creature stealing time from them, and if they stay in that place for too long, they turn into like these weird fish creatures that live in a pond. Um, and that kind of sounds a little bit like what Taco Bell is doing. Uh, it sounds like a dark place, a place of dark rituals. I'm worried substances. that Reese may become a fish now. You've put a yeah. fear into me. Uh, <laughs> I, well, we'll see. I, I think I'm, I'm, if, if not physically clockable, uh, my emotions are distressing enough to the environment that I will not be able to... To be fully absorbed by the Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like sometimes I mean, like I'm talking to these, you know, people who are like 15 years younger than me about, you know, uh, where, who are my boss, who and, and they're just and they're just talking about this sort of thing. And they're just, you know, portraying Taco Bell as a place you're supposed to care about, not just on like a job level. Um and it's it's just like, buddy, I got friends at home. Um, <laughs> I I I'm okay. Um, yeah. And it's you know, and honestly, everybody's perfectly nice. Uh, it's mm. honestly, I've I've I have never worked the line in a kitchen, but I've worked in a fair number of kitchens, and this is the cleanest kitchen I've ever been in. So it's not like actually that much of a dystopian environment. I actually like working there. But it's 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 bizarre. And I'm sure that there's any place where you can make enough per hour to to live and maybe one day get out, I'm sure has people in a similar situation because America is so dog shit. It's just funnier because it's Taco Bell. That's true. That's true. The way that you describe it, actually, I've been watching a lot of Twin Peaks recently and I would just I would kill for like a David Lynch directed miniseries, like soap opera miniseries about like life living in a talk, working at a Taco Bell. No, no, you were right the first time. You do live living, there if you work there. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously that's one of the weird dreamlike elements of it. It's like you don't go home. There's just like a bunk. There's just like bunk beds in the back. Uh, Reese is in the bell right now. Oh man! Like, yeah, absolutely. That's that was one of the perks. <laughs> <laughs> Reese, tell us the story about the the time oh, your oh, manager oh. called you all to like look at something that someone ordered. Uh, somebody who ordered something for delivery from DoorDash, so we never saw their. You uh, never saw the creature. We never <laughs> saw the ghoulish visage of this person. 
But somebody in a decision you can only make online, clicking buttons. Your your heart would never let you do this <laughs> to a piece of food. Um, um, somebody ordered a chalupa, which is already you know five dollars, and I, I I didn't see the exact order on the list uh, because it scrolled off the screen. But somebody added. It seemed almost everything onto the menu on a single chalupa. And it was so horrible to look upon. The manager just like stopped all work and called everybody over to be like, look at this $20 chalupa. And let me fucking tell you, it was horrible. Uh, talk about something from the Magnus archives. It was a, like a medical photo. Like, <laughs> the, all the sauces, you know, Taco Bell never looks good, but like adding like seven dis different sauces to it, it was just like, this, this chalupa is infected. He's a doctor. It's, 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 it's weeping. And only because, you know, one of the managers who had been there so long was, was making it where they, they were able to somehow fit it inside the chalupa shell. Um, like that's it was 20 like years bursting. of experience right there. Like <laughs> exactly. It. it was like bursting at the seams. Like it, it must have exploded like a fucking landmine. The second <laughs> you like touched the, uh, the wrapper uh, out of it. That, that's, that is what I personally believe. Um, and, 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 and everybody was just like, what the fuck is wrong with this person? Usually like, we we judge sometimes, but usually things are going by too fast for people to care. Like whatever, you know, mm -hmm. we're 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 all here to live in darkness at Taco Bell. <laughs> but that was that that was evil. Even the devil couldn't stand. Um, I legitimately <laughs> thought Mr. Beast was gonna come in and just be like, "I put the whole menu on the chalupa, and we're giving everybody <laughs> Xbox S's." Um, oh my god. Oh, that story oh, yeah. is so funny. I love the detail <laughs> that, like, you, the most experienced person at Taco Bell, their hat was the one that had to wrap it up. Like, any lesser, less experienced Taco Bell employee would have been consumed by it. Would have died instantly. Yeah. We had to bring in the vet. <laughs> yeah. We would have just canceled the order. Just <laughs> <laughs> We're not strong enough. Yeah, I don't know anything about a chalupa. We don't... <laughs> <laughs> we, we got tacos here and we look at the sign that's incredible that's my favorite story you've told of the taco bell so far yeah I, I mean there's not too many actually funny funny stories you're just you know it's just the churn of a mm. lunch rush but uh but that one stood out i mean the um, fact that your manager just like stopped work so that everyone could take a look at like this I'm just imagining it now, just like the the horrible like sour cream pile, just like with other streaks of red and green going through it. Just, ugh. God, yeah, I mean, it... shot from below, just looking up at the Taco Bell workers' horrified faces. Um, and and it was like a a, a chalupa like this, and also uh, a hard shell taco that was ordered in a similarly out of pocket way. But the taco was so much less disturbing that it's like that would taco would have been the star of the show. And it, the manager probably would have pointed it out had had not the Chalupa been there. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's 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 the Taco Bell experience thus far. It's extremely funny. I was hesitant to talk about it on the pod at first because uh, as last month, the police visited me over a 9-11 tweet and mm -hmm. I didn't want Taco Bell to get a hold of of my rantings and 
uh, and fire me. But mm. uh, you know what? I can't. I can't stay silent. Um, <laughs> it's, it's. I mean, maybe that's like one of those pro nine eleven Taco Bells you hear about. You know, <laughs> <laughs> man, there's so much more going on at your job than mine. Like the at most, <laughs> like at my job, I'm like setting up student accounts. The most I can get out of that is that some of them have really funny names. Like you would not never believe unless you did like you processed a lot of names, like just how goofy people get with it. Like how out of pocket names can be. Yeah, absolutely. The problem with that kind of like story is I can't I can't tell anyone about it because it's like their full legal name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably a name that stands out quite a bit. I suppose that wouldn't. Yeah, be you problem. can't just be like, "Oh, there was this absolute freak named Jurgen Footfredish." Um, <laughs> here's his credit card number. I legit have access to these people's like social security numbers. That's awesome. You should give me a few, just like for fun. <laughs> but that's that. That's for our special doxing episode on the Patreon. <laughs> give us a dollar a month. The, the final thing I would like to mention at Taco Bell, uh, about Taco Bell, yeah. um, is I saw someone in the drive-thru who had a quite faded Star Wars prequel rap on their car. Awesome. And listen, I hate Star Wars, but I fucking love that dude. That was, that was such a delight to just be like, buddy, <laughs> that's Qui-Gon Jinn right there on your car. <laughs> I love you. Just like a full, like screen print on their entire car um you know i could only see the the one side but it seemed seemed to be the case he had a zelda hat on it was his thing what damn what, this what guy the fuck absolutely smashing puss this is like 100%. did this person escape from like a 2003 era like video game webcomic yeah and they're hungry what <laughs> oh you know we're we're a bit behind here in uh, rural eastern carolina we just got the prequels so you got to give them <laughs> i know that's not true well actually i guess i guess <laughs> technically the story the story where you where you and a bunch of friends went to see the prequels and then you were in the car later and said i don't think that was good that might have happened in college which i i know you did out of state yeah no that was um i i was not uh living in north carolina at the time mm -hmm. um for for that because ah. uh, because you know, I lived in a place that had a movie theater. Uh, <laughs> Damn. But yeah, and that guy was right. That guy was was prescient, and he broke that whole car with with his truth. Just sitting in absolute silence in the car ride home, just thinking about how that was a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many things like that nowadays, like because of like how we don't have any new culture and everything just gets recycled. Everything is now, everything now is just that. It's just like you enjoyed something like 20 years ago and make a new thing. And it's just like, whoa, I think that was bad. Yep. It's great. The trick is to become so jaded that you already know it'll be bad before you see it. That's what I'm saying. Then it can't hurt you. Exactly. And that's why In conclusion. Baldur's Gate 3 is the worst <laughs> video game ever made. <laughs> that's what we came here to say. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I could tell some stories about Baldur's Gate 3, but they're all boring. They're all like, I played the video game. Oh my god, this quest was so good. Oh my goodness, it's so well written. And I think that that is exactly the kind of thing that infuriates me. I hate hearing about people enjoying a video game.
even when I'm enjoying the one enjoying it. That's how yeah, we're much not here to enjoy things. Right. No, we're absolutely. Not, we're not here to make friends. Uh, we're here for the million dollars in the form of a fraudulent PPP loan. Oh my God, we <laughs> need it! Please, God, we need to go back in time and get a fraudulent PPP PPP nest loans. We could have, God, we could have defrauded the government for so much money. They gave out so much money to podcasters, and I, I feel like the fact that they knew about it, it's very. I'm very suspicious of it. Like I feel like th it was literally just a program to give out money to like the leeches and parasites and fail sons of our society. Honestly, I agree. Like that's, that's what functionally happened, you know, like nobody else was taking out PPP loans for fucking podcasts. Just like the, this fucking fail daughter. Who's like the son of like the daughter of like a fucking Senator or something. Just being like investigating the world of politics from the, the quirky, snarkastic view of two single women living in <laughs> Washington, D.C. Just like, ugh. Oh. I mean, I, I think the the highlight one is Mueller, she wrote, which combines yeah. <laughs> uh, the scintillating experience of reading the Mueller report with white women true crime, which is oh. uh, so fucking foul, I can't even comprehend it. And I'm fucking, I'm mad and I'm jealous. I'm a leech fail daughter. Where's mine? Exactly. I, I, I won't stand for this. I, I, I think that I am like an honorary fail son. I think that I, I, get, I deserve that because I've, we've seriously contemplated as like the, the group of us just taking a week off of work to play video games together <laughs> is just like the most, which I think is just shirking all responsibilities as human beings is quite impressive. Yeah, and we should do it. Yeah. I mean, we've we've been doing this podcast for like 13, 14 years now. There's mm -hmm. no going back. Um we're yeah. we're fail is scarred on us for life. Um let's exactly. just let's embrace it. All right. Should we actually talk about these articles we've got? Yeah. Uh at least yeah. one of them. Sure. All right. Let's kick things off with a good positive article even though uh obviously we all hate CD Project Red. Um, mm -hmm. for making video games, which is inexcusable. When will it end? But they have recently CD Projekt Red devs unionized after its third round of layoffs in three months. So having a union means more security, transparency, better protection, and a stronger voice in times of crisis. This is from Eurogamer by Vicky Blake. I don't even want to read all this article. It just like, it just goes to show that eventually even tech workers when beaten like a dog enough will eventually grow a spine it seems yeah i i can't help but imagine that the amount of shit they had to take over cyberpunk uh, most mm -hmm. of them not really being responsible for any of the decisions that led to it being so fucked up um probably played a bit of a role in, in at least getting the disgruntledness to a point where people would do this you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a studio with a, you know, massive amount of crunch. And, and I think that there's even more that probably was never really talked about just because, you know, it's their games are so huge and weird and <laughs> broken that it's you got to just assume that they moved the entire CD Projekt Red team to like a slave galleon uh, <laughs> yeah. for like the last phase of the work. But it's 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 heartening that a developer, I think, with uh, deserving or not this much cred, 
is unionizing. You know, it's it's easier for uh, gamers to complain about you know a, a smaller studio unionizing or something like that. Um, you know, and it's certainly I'm sure not going to fully protect them from CD Projekt Red's wrath, but hopefully they will get mm. uh, be, be in a better situation uh, when they are uh, capped and. You know, hopefully that that bleeds through to the other elements of the industry where they're just like, you know, it is possible to both make a game about fucking broads in Poland and also see your children. Um, you can do that. It's allowed. Uh, so, yeah. Kudos I'll to believe it when I see it. <laughs> it's it's also worth noting that like uh crunch only becomes a story when it's kind of above and beyond what's considered like the normal baseline um i've been listening to a lot of like interviews with josh sawyer lately for some reason youtube just keeps recommending them and I, he, he at least very much paints a picture where it's like there is a baseline of crunch that's expected and won't mm. even get talked about it just is part of the process and i think that alone probably explains why we've been seeing a lot of unionization in the industry yeah i mean i think to some extent anything with a deadline there's going to be like a certain period of crunch quote unquote at least that's been my experience when you have a project that you need to get done by a certain point you always sort of and i don't know in my experience you always underestimate the amount of work it takes to get it done so you always end up like the last couple of days working really hard on it yeah, I, I think it's about how the industry so habitually doesn't give enough time for yeah. their expectations mm -hmm. and how it's it seems like it's planned, like from day one, they're intending to have crunch. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very different from, you know, you get to the final stretch and you just need to put more hours in. I think it's very different when even before point. production begins, you're like, there's going to be crunch. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, absolutely. I've worked on a lot of film sets and they're, you know, and we've absolutely had attitudes where it's just like, we got to get this done. You know, everybody's sleeping on the set tonight. And it's it's because everybody's there and wants to do it. You know, most people and the stuff I worked on were volunteers and it didn't feel exploitative because, you know, it's just people working on a project with everything I hear about the way uh, game development is managed. It's not just like, oh, there's a, you know, there's a tight window and, you know, we fucked up here, you know, we got to get it done. It's, it's very much just like every person who knows what they're doing is screaming from day one that this is going to be a problem down the line, the scope is bad or whatever. And it's just total indifference because, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter what's going to happen. They're just going to, keep the time clock on until you figure it out. Um, and that being so pervasive and it, you know, being rewarded with like pizza parties and stuff like that, mm. you know, it's, it's not like it, an all hands on deck for a project everybody loves. It's just like Kay said, it's just baked in there to the point where a lot of managers can't even see it there. They don't care um, yeah. that the game is being developed well you know, they just can push the the make them work button uh, and it'll all even out in the end. They'll get, you know, their golden parachute or whatever either way. So mm -hmm. and, and that's what they do, right, to gaslight everybody into it. It's just like, oh, we're all in this together to make Mortal Kombat, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's 
let's get it done, team. A lot of a lot of gamers out there waiting to be moved by Mortal Kombat with the guy from Invincible in it. Um, oh, and so. the, who's that voice actor that they got? That's like stunt casting, and she basically is like a robot. Megan Fox. Oh my God! Yeah, have you um, heard her voice lines? They're insane. No, they're so Meg- bad. Megan Fox is in the new Mortal Kombat. Yes. Wait, the she, guy she, from Invincibles in the new Mortal Kombat? Yeah. <laughs> All right. He, his fatality is he does the the subway moment at the end of Invincible to, you know, Sonya Blade or whatever. That's kind of <laughs> sick. That's fun. Uh, listen, I, I, I'm not speaking ill of the fatalities of Mortal Kombat here. Only uh, the way that they pay overseas developers like $2 an hour to look at gore photos to for references. Ugh. Yeah. I'm finding clips. Let me post it in the article links. Mortal Kombat 1 fans can't stand Megan Fox's Naitara voice acting. I want to... There's a couple TikToks here I want to listen to. The thing is, they had this exact same issue with the last Mortal Kombat, where they stunt-casted Ronda Rousey. And uh, MMA fighter to pro wrestler Ronda Rousey wasn't super invested in... (laughs) Doing video yeah. game voice acting, and they had to like replace her essentially. <laughs> Didn't she also get canceled? Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, I'm sure <laughs> Ronda Rousey uh, is is not a thought leader in 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 moral good ideas. How dare you? Um, so that was an issue. Maybe not in but... your household. How dare you, Reese? <laughs> How could you say that about Ronda Rousey, beloved MMA fighter, um, and thought leader? of america uh front runner for replacing kamala harris in 2024 let's do it let's finally replace joe biden with ronda rousey let's do it he couldn't do a worse job oh maybe she could but that would be funny uh Uh, i listened to to the megan fox voice acting this is this is shocking i want to listen i'm going to listen to the tiktok down here i want the the viewers to hear it too You won't welcome us in your realm? We already have enough mouths to feed. Serena's right. Because of Quan Chi's magic, my realm's people are no longer poisoned by sunlight. We've finally escaped the shadows. Are we of the same blood? Mine is superior. You could have paid someone so much less to do a way better job. That first TikTok. (laughs) The first TikTok in the article here is fucking bad. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. That's great. I love when... Video games need to bring back dog shit voice acting, IMHO. <laughs> I'm on Megan Fox's side here. You know, you hear the stories about working with Michael Bay and what she had to work through. You know, the way, you know, women treat are treated in general. And certainly, uh, you know, they're not treated that much better in Hollywood, we found out, uh, shockingly. But, uh-huh. you know, like you, you get like a massive payday to read... Like, for one day, oh, my home in the netherworld is threatened. I will kill you all with blood. Like, oh, yeah. I'm on your side. Why, why, why would you care? <laughs> is my question. That's true. That's yeah. such a good point, Reese. It's, it's Mortal Kombat 1. Like, there's nothing worth reading. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I respect people who actually put an effort into dog shit projects, honestly. Like, Sort of why I don't like Harrison Ford. Like, bro, you could have just not agreed to do this movie. Why are you, like, just half-assing it? Like, quarter-assing it? 
You don't I need the money. He loves money. He doesn't need it, but he, he doesn't loves need it. it. He's like he probably has like enough royalties off the first three Star Wars movies to just live in a palace forever, and and yet here he is, and like the latest fucking Indiana Jones, looking like a billion fucking years old, <laughs> <laughs> just going like, "You're a professor, part time." Just like giving the most wooden voice act, the most wooden delivery I've ever fucking seen. Anyway, that's my what, rant what against Harrison Ford. What you understand about Harrison Ford is that he was practicing his whole life to phone it in when they brought him back to Star Wars, and he just got lost. You know, he forgot that he was <laughs> that he was training for a specific moment to make uh, the sequel trilogy as terrible as possible, mm -hmm. and he succeeded, and we applaud him. Uh, but you know he's old now. He 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 got lost and is just out there being being the most wooden leading man of all time. Somebody who I think legitimately had incredible charisma there for a while um, yeah. and just turned it off. You know, I'm sorry, a man I also respect for not caring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. I don't like him. I th I think that he could have just if he really didn't care he could just not be in movies but instead he is and he's just the worst part. Yeah, I, think it's I mean awesome that people keep casting him like they have to know at this point that that's what he's going to do. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what a what a great society we live in that they just wheel out this fucking mummy for these <laughs> franchises that were good like 30 years ago. Listen, if it's good enough for the government, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Joe Biden. Joke. Here we go. <laughs> Folks, he's old. Folks, What's going on there? He's the worst. Anyway, speaking yeah. of the worst, our next story comes to us from Activision Blizzard, and it's, it's just weird. At Activision's internal meeting, inexplicably hosted by James Corden, Bobby Kotick promises a, quote, new dimension of emotional connection powered by AI by Harvey Randell on PC Gamer. Uh, as reported by Windows Central, sources have shared the inside details of an internal town hall yesterday between Activision CEO Bobby Kotick and Activision Blizzard employees. So you were talking earlier about, like, how the pizza parties. Imagine if, like, as a reward for, like, not seeing your family for, like, three months straight, James Corden was brought out in front of you. That is fucking insane. Oh, fuck. I feel so bad for these poor people who had to be exposed to that fucking demon. James Corden's a fascinating entity because he was kind of driven out of British public life for being so awful. Mm -hmm. And he just went straight to America and pulled it off. Americans are somehow bigger hogs than the British. So they were just like, yeah, we'll, we'll have James Corden. We'll do this. Yeah, I think that Americans just hear like the funny British accent. And I just like can't comprehend that this is like a dullard you know what i mean He's the least likable man ever spawned from the swamps of this vile isle <laughs> i mean there's got to be something there because i feel like what happens when you do that you get a room a, a, a room of people together and you pass out the packets and you're like all right time for james corden to talk about ai like that's a bird box situation everybody just <laughs> slamming their forehead the, on the corner of the table to kill themselves as quickly as possible like there there is there was a vampire spell that he cast over uh <laughs> over zoom on everybody that's that's the only explanation for me anyways i got to read this next bit Kodak spoke to Corden about how the company's leadership culture 
one he described as, quote, magic and special would continue. Oh <laughs> the CEO also spoke on the future of AI in Activision's futures games, quote, if you look at the new technologies that are on the horizon, we're going to be able to do things that we've never done before with AI and machine learning, dot, dot, dot. We have characters on the screen in video games with mouth movements and facial animation that is realistic. You're going to have a new dimension of emotional connection that we've not yet mastered. Can you imagine, like, James Corden and Bobby Kotick in a room talking about AI? It's like the triple threat of the most dog shit things imaginable yeah. i mean you have to think about the emotions people feel while playing uh blizzard games i mean it's just like new uh ventures new horizons of just feeling rage and despair <laughs> um and to the point where i think talent, well, you know? i think the ai yeah. is going to be infected i think this is the start of sky skynet is that the ai is going to yeah. get fed up of with the 17 year old screaming slurs at it I just figured out why they're talking about facial animation, which seemed like a strange thing to talk about with AI, but the next thing basically just made me realize why. All right, so the next set, uh, paragraph after that is, I'm not exactly sure how AI, specifically machine learning stuff, has anything to do with realistic animation. Some of the best physical acting we've seen as of late has been from Baldur's Gate 3, which has achieved through motion capture of over 200 actors, which animators then translated fully in the game. And there's your answer right there. Actors, actual human people that need to be paid, uh, as opposed to a dog shit computer program that doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Unionized people, specifically actors. Oh, yeah, famously. exactly. I mean, I, I remember... One of the kind of at least start of this for me hearing about it was when they were filming Matrix Reloaded. Um, the reason Jet Li refused to be in it is because they wanted to just record all of his moves, like motion capture all of his moves, and then just have a library of Jet Li action that they could use wherever. And he's just like, no, I'm an actor with dignity. I'll just mm -hmm. star in the biggest Chinese movie you'll never see uh, <laughs> and not do this. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's crazy to me how, how prevalent this idea is, especially for like acting. I feel like there are things, not that it makes more sense, but it feels like you can get away with it more, but there is nothing that comes off worse than like a, a wooden performance as we've just listened to. And it's just like the idea that they're somehow going to get anything achieving parody with Baldur's Gate 3 with with AI is so mm -hmm. funny. Um it is we're we're about to, we're in a roller coaster dive into some of the worst dog shit we've ever seen. So get ready. Exactly. It's going to be go so yep. good. Anyway, speaking of the worst dog shit we've ever seen, Kotick also <laughs> highlighted Elon Musk's Neuralink and as, as an example of technological advancement he's keen to see develop. As in the fucking, like, brain implants that's just, like, murdered, like, hundreds of monkeys. That's insane. Kodak also hates monkeys, I guess. Oh my god, I talked a little earlier about the physical experience of interacting with something on screen. I think you'll see things like Neuralink. You'll actually be able to interact with things on screen where there isn't a controller. I just see unlimited potential for what we do. That is the most insane thing in this article, I think. Because Neuralink is 100% just this insane pipe dream scam that's going to just give the first human testers like horrible fucking uh, like seizures and shit. 
I have had a number of jobs at this point. Oh, well, two, where I've had to um, work pretty closely with a CEO. Um, mm-hmm. And they're all the same guy, as far as I can tell. They're, they're this sort of guy who's just like, they vaguely have a notion. And they're just like, yeah, that, we, that's a thing. That, that could be a thing. He probably read an article about Neuralink and was like, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do Neuralink. I'll bring that up at the fucking meeting. Mm-hmm. They, they're not like intelligent people or like human beings as you might normally understand them to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they do just kind of say things. And uh, that's the impression I get from Kodak. I have a friend that works on an, an app that uses AI for stuff. I, I won't dox her uh, further, but it it is so Address. clearly apparent that it is that there's not even like a use case a lot of the time. There is a, a use case for AI can technically exist, but that's not what it's about. It's always about, you know, streamlining labor costs like and all the decisions are made around that. And, of course, it it, it falls apart because it's dog shit. Um, mm. <laughs> and, you know, only somebody like Microsoft can just, like, push this through and just be like, yeah, we're going to have AI balance Overwatch 2. Enjoy. Um, and it's it's going to be bad. I'm just super enamored with the quest of tech capital to try to remove um, the labor factor from, like, the capitalist economic system. while attempting to sell their goods to people who require labor to be able to buy their goods. It just seems like a good system to me that they're trying to create. And and it's crazy to me that they look at something like Baldur's Gate 3 and they're like, oh, this is great. What if we stripped minded and it sucked? You know, Mm -hmm. that would would be such a boost to our metrics. And it's, ugh. Yeah. They pretty clearly just want to get rid of any skilled labor, any particularly organized labor from Mm. any of their products because that's what it is i mean anything that activision blizzard shits out isn't a game it's a product it's just like this horrible fucking what's what's the term again um focus Focus group group. focus group to hell ass product that is just just every decision made was made like in a board of directors like meeting room there was no like any human creativity was done on behalf of like the worst monsters imaginable. <laughs> yeah. Like every ex members of like George Bush's like fucking yeah. government somehow. So weird. I mean, the thing is like that, that is exactly what I was going to bring up. It's like, if anything, we're with this case, we're probably being soft on them because with, with all the CIA ghouls that work at blizzard, you know, you have to think that just like what ulterior motive might might be happening is just like there's there's a directive from up top that Madagascar has to go um, and they need to train this particular AI routine to do something. And what better group of people to do it on than uh, World of Warcraft players? Um, so I, I cannot wait for the darkness we see as a result of this. Well, honestly, you're right. Dark going to be great. Oh, yeah. Segue. Yes. Not to interrupt UK, but uh, this is also following the news that uh, Activision Blizzard is now officially, successfully acquired by Microsoft. Yay! All, all the court battles that Microsoft went through, they finally succeeded, and now there's just we've got like the Disney of electronic entertainment products, which there's a lot to be said about both of these independent companies. 
Um, Microsoft, oh my God. Microsoft it has like a very long and storied history of being dog shit. Um, and I'm sure that combining these two things is just going to make things so much better. Yeah, these are the two companies that are seem to be most involved in the the state of the United States, because uh, we, we read forever ago that story about how Microsoft is doing like some sort of like, you know, next level combat shit for the military. So it's cool. Like, they, they, maybe Overwatch 2 will be better now. <laughs> Wonderful. The implications of this are, I think, a bit too far reaching to speculate on. I have absolutely no idea how in the long run this is going to affect um this is going to affect gaming. Uh, I imagine in the short run, we're probably not going to notice anything. Oh, God. But it's going to be... I can't, I can't imagine anything good happening. Oh, no. Are you... What? Good? Come yeah. on. This is a merger of Microsoft and Activision Blizzard. This is... Something was summoned when that was legally finalized. Uh, and we, we, we don't know what it is yet, but we'll see. Uh, keep listening to the Magnus Archives, Kay. You'll get an idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was depressing. Um, but we don't want to end on a, a down note. So we have possibly... This is something that Reese shared. Um, and I'm excited to close out with this one. So Reese, take us through your, your article, your contribution to the pod. Uh, okay. So this is an article from Kotaku. So from Elon Musk's newest work of art, which is his biography, we get nine video game tit tidbits from the Elon Musk biography. Mm -hmm. And he is quite obviously an insufferable nerd. Um, the first one I would like to point out, I'll just point out a couple. Some of them are just more like, oh, he'd love this weird ga old game called... Lodestar, uh, the legend of Tully Bodine. You're just like, okay, you know, mm -hmm. sounds. He's he's a huge nerd. Uh, but the first one on the list was when he was in a relationship with Amber Heard. He made Amber Heard dress up like Mercy from Overwatch, and oh. then to own her later, nine consensually posted the like the lewd dress up of it jesus christ um, and so the quote here is musk told her that she reminded him of mercy his favorite character in the video game overwatch so she spent two months designing and commissioning head-to-toe costumes so she could role play for him that is so and upsetting. i i don't even know what to say uh, <laughs> that's viscerally upsetting why uh, i just do they they can see that he's elon musk right i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've all seen the pictures of him getting off the boat where he has, like, this weird Duplo-ass fucking box chest. He looks like a creature. Yeah, it's I don't not, know. Not to victim blame, it's just whenever whenever these types of stories come up, it's like, why would you date Elon Musk? I'm not, I'm not following this one. He's so disgusting. I mean, I guess he's a billionaire, but, like... Amber Heard's rich, she's fine, you know? He has, like, negative riz. I mean, I guess... Negative Riz. <laughs> yeah. He's, I, I think the thing is, is that for a long time, he had like a lot of cultural momentum, let's say, by like the whole medium, the whole media playing into this. Oh my God, he's like Iron Man in real life. 
shit. That is true. That used to be really uncritically spread. It, it's it's easy to forget because we've always hated him, but it's a recent thing for normies to be like, oh, this guy's a freak, huh? I feel like there's still people out there that still are like, oh, he's, he's a genius, right? He's a big, big brain genius. And it's anyone yeah. who's never, who's not online enough to be on Twitter, I think. Yeah. They don't realize just how stupid and incompetent this guy is. I'm not sure who it is. Um, it might have been Iggy Azalea who posted an incredible Instagram story about the time that she visited Grimes and Musk and just how she was just like so openly disgusted and embarrassed for Grimes. <laughs> That's Iggy like, Azalea. This, this is the God damn. <laughs> See, that's a normal reaction to be like, Grimes, buddy, what are you... What are you doing? That's like the it's, it's Azalea Banks, actually. Oh, Azalea one, one Banks. Of the Azalea okay. Iggy Azalea is like the Australian white woman rapper who's just like doing cultural appropriation. Let's say um, you don't hear about really her bad. anymore. Um, can I read this next one? Oh, please do. It's so good. Uh, the the next page over. The Tesla Cybertruck is inspired by games like Halo. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Quote, oh my every God. time someone would make would point to a picture that was more conventional, Isaacson writes, Musk would push back and point to the car from the video game Halo. Bro. Oh, fuck me. Imagine, imagine getting an email at 3 a.m. which is just a picture of Elon. Elon took, you know, didn't do a screenshot. He took a picture of his own TV of the uh -huh. warthog. And just like you just have get this done or you're fired, you know, <laughs> just, oh, it's, it's, it's perfect. He's disgusting. All right. So he says he would point to the car from the video game Halo or in the trailer for the forthcoming Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, or the Ridley Scott movie Blade Runner. Just the trifecta of really, I mean, I actually kind of like Halo, but just being that into it, it just makes my skin crawl. And the quote after that is even worse. He's like, I don't care if no one buys it, Musk says to his design team. We're not doing a traditional boring truck, ellipses. I want to build something that's cool, like don't resist me. <laughs> that, <laughs> I mean, listen, like Halo's crawl. What a creep. Halo's yeah. a fun game. You know, mm. it's perfectly reasonable to like it. Um, it is also a a work of fiction about aliens and men in men in armor you don't just be like hmm that should be like now i should have a, a little grunt running into my apartment with uh plasma grenades uh, uncorked uh because that would be cool like just the biggest dummy on earth you know we 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 don't forgive gamers uh, as we do, and we don't forgive ourselves for gaming. But even more mm. unforgivable is uh, the poor media literacy <laughs> involved uh, yeah. here. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of cyberpunk, um, oh, the next one here on the list is <laughs> Musk brought a gun to Grimes' cyberpunk twenty seventy seven voice acting session. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about this one before. This is, uh, yeah. he, and he demanded like a petulant child that they uh, give him a cameo. Yeah, it honestly, from the more expanded accounts I've heard of this, it was one of those haha, I'm kidding, but not really sort of things where he's just like, oh, 
you know, let me have a cameo or who knows what's going to happen. It's just like the most feral toddler in control of so much. I don't know. Just it would have been wonderful if when he got pushed down the stairs uh, as a child, he died because <laughs> this is difficult to bear. I agree. It's so deeply cringe. Uh, so, quote, when Grimes was doing the voice recordings for the cyborg pop star she plays in the video game Cyberpunk 2077, Isaacson writes, he showed up at the studio wielding a 200-year-old gun and insisted they give him a cameo. Like, he was going around pointing it at people like this. I assume, like, either decommissioned or unloaded, like, really old, like, blunderbuss era fucking firearm. He's, he's just like, ah, ha, 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 please put me in the video game. And it's, what's really funny to me is that Grimes is like a cyborg pop star in the game. And if you click the link that they post underneath it, that's like they did include him. Uh, his cameo is he's just like some corporate orderly. That's so yeah. fucking good. <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna put him in the game, just make him just like this uh, really small time NPC that has nothing to do or say. That's really fucking good. They probably resented it. I mean, what a what a shitty position to put them in. Like this really famous, influential guy who's known to be like a massive asshole comes in and makes a demand like that. It's like, what happens if he shit talks our game publicly? It could actually hurt sales. So we better put him in the game. Like it's it's fucked up. Yeah, and what no need to get into it. Uh, this one, but one of the slides on here is just in general, uh, cyberpunk is. A frequently tapped well of inspiration for Musk. Elon must be must be such a fucking pest for CD Projekt Red of just being like, <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be cool if uh, monkeys died from the cyberlink and cyberpunk? You know, mm. it would. <laughs> yeah, he's the kind of idiot who plays like dystopian sci-fi stuff and is like, oh, these are good ideas. We should do these. Oh my god, hundred <laughs> so cool. percent. I'm now thinking that he probably got like the whole. Neuralink idea from one of these fucking games and she's like that is such a cool idea i'm going to make it real and just hundreds of dead monkeys later he's like now it's time to put it in a human and of course the, <laughs> the biggest idiots on planet earth like bobby kotick are just like this is such an exciting opportunity i can't yeah. wait for to put ai generated call of duty NPCs into people's brains permanently with a malfunctioning cyberlink. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. This next one's my favorite, even though it's not. Uh, I think it's it's a bit of an underdog on this list. Mm -hmm. uh, Musk is obsessed with the phone game Battle of Polytopia, which he described inaccurately as a much more complex version of chess. <laughs> and oh then, God. <laughs> And then, you know, you you have the actual kind of, they, they reference the actual game reviewers, and they're just like, it's it's a kind, it's an approachable kind of, like, entry baby civilization game. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, he's play, that he's playing, and they're just, you know, doing the video game thing of just, uh, you know, gassing you up for for doing the simplest tasks. And Mark's like, oh, yes, my genius. It is on display in this god a dreamcast era looking fucking civilization game um <laughs> the last paragraph is insane did you want to read that or can i go right ahead musk's brother kimball learned to play polytopia because musk had told him it would teach him how to be a ceo 
<laughs> but he Bro. eventually had to stop, quote, because it was destroying my marriage. <laughs> Musk also tried giving up Polytopia after finding it was, quote, who's taking up too many brain cycles appearing in his dreams. But he re-downloaded it on his phone a few months later. Oh, uh, oh fuck. Holy this, shit. It's so fucking good. Uh, <laughs> this is the best. This is the Holy best detail, crap. in my opinion. Um, one time, Musk refused to speak to Grimes for the rest of the day after she surprised attacked him with a flame ball in Polytopia. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> Imagine gaslighting and just being the worst fucking person ever in a relationship to massive, highly desired pop star Grimes because <laughs> she ganked you in World of Warcraft. Jesus Christ. It is immense. You know, there is... The, there is not we nothing will ever top his Elden Ring build. That that gave us a window into just the the least functioning brain on earth. But this is this is special. This is ins this is incredible. Holy crap, Reese. This is amazing. I can't believe that this this detail that he he had to give it up because it was taking up too many brain cycles. <laughs> That's such a fucking like a, a nerd who's also really stupid thing to say. Yeah. And that the fact that he like had a tantrum because his wife beat him at it. Oh, that's so perfect. That is oh, so perfect. This is the most pathetic and disgusting thing I've ever fucking seen in a while. Oh All my right. god. It Jesus Christ. And to round this up, um, All right. the, the final slide on the list goes, Musk bought Twitter after playing Elden Ring. Musk started plotting the hostile Twitter takeover in 2022 after deciding a board seat wasn't enough. He flew to Grimes' hometown where he played Elden Ring, and right after he was finished, continued Iagerson, he pulled the trigger on his plan and went on Twitter. I made an offer. Um, and that's, you know, not the most tenuous or that not the strongest connection, not the strongest claim to make. Mm -hmm. um, although it's very funny, uh, Musk apparently described Elden Ring as a war and empire building game. How? Uh, <laughs> How? How do you see like the crumbling empire of the Golden Order? Like, yes, this is a game about war and also building an empire, not destroy, kicking out the last crumbling pillars of it. What the hell? How is he so stupid? It's it's impressive. Every single person I know is at least three times smarter than Elon Musk. Uh, and the fact that he has the influence he does in the world is is a fucking tragedy. Like, um, it's, it's just amazing to imagine Elden Ring finally downing uh, Godric the Grafted after, uh, you know, when he's level 128 or something and being like, oh, I am... I am a conqueror. I've uh, fat rolled right right through that early level boss. Let's do this and just going on to absolutely destroy his own life. He was he could despite everything else, he could have retired as being the most annoyingly beloved man alive if he hadn't just shown his whole ass on Twitter. And mm -hmm. I gotta say, there's a lot of things I love about Elden Ring, but uh, felling <laughs> Elon Musk is. Maybe among its top plaudits. Elon Musk is 100% <laughs> like an Elden Ring character. 
like one of the dog shit shitty children of like America that just ends up being like this perverse like flesh pile that thinks it's the most wonderful being in the world. Like I could 100% see like a Musk as character. I, I would say Elon Musk is is more like Gideon the all-knowing, just an yeah. absolute annoying bitch that thinks he knows everything and knows nothing and then when you finally face him is is the easiest experience in the game. <laughs> you just yeah. obliterate that unreliable narrator bitch. Um, uh. And and that's really I feel is is Elon Musk's arc. He's the whole time he's just like yes, uh, Marika has gotten too woke, and mm. then <laughs> and 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 they're just getting obliterated by somebody who uh, has not overloaded themselves in weight. And then just throwing a big tantrum because Grimes just hits him with a fireball once and he dies because he has no he has no vitality and he's got like seventeen different scar seals and like glintstone helmets on. He's just taking like two hundred percent extra damage. <laughs> Fuck Grimes, um, that this bill isn't fair. You are exiled to the guest house. <laughs> God, <laughs> thank you so much for this, Reese. This is. This article has been probably the most mentally searing thing I've ever seen. Uh, that <laughs> Polytopia game fact is just, it's so painful. It is just him saying it would teach his brother how to be a CEO. And the, but he had to stop because it was destroying his marriage. Oh, <laughs> that is so fucking good. What the fuck is wrong with these freaks? I bet his brother fucking hates him. I, I, everyone sure. hates him. Everyone fucking hates him. He hates himself, but he can't admit it. Oh, God, I hope he kills himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. It's too, uh, it's too much to hope for. Yeah, um, that's, that's been an hour and ten minutes. We need to wrap up. Okay. All right, were you going to say something, Reese? Uh, I was just going to say I love that the, the window into just the role of CEO that Elon Musk gives us. Um, because I'm sure they're not as stupid on as Elon Musk, but I feel like this is just also CEO mindset. Um, and e Elon Musk has bought into his own hype the most. And it's so fucking incredible to watch him not know anything and for it to never matter. Um, <laughs> the best Elon Musk clip is one, uh, I, I think it was like the, like a CNBC or something was tossing him like incredibly easy softball questions about uh, the, the issues at Twitter that were happening at the time. Mm -hmm. And he just fucking blanks for like a minute. It's just on national TV, uh, dying, unable to create a single thought. <laughs> and people are just like, that's great. Awesome. Let's do, let's do this. I remember that. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, that was an excellent episode, if I do say so myself. That yeah, just taking us on a journey from Taco Bell to Elon Musk, just being the dumbest man alive. What an incredible afternoon! All right. Well, Reese, where can people find you on the internet and all of your great projects? If uh, you would like to uh, experience my unhinged posting, you can follow me on Twitter and Blue Sky at your very good bud. 
Um, I have a music podcast called CRT Sound System, where we just hang out and listen to video game tunes and chat. And I have a new project that I'm launching called Existential Warfare, which is just kind of like a one-on-one chat podcast that, you know, I'm just goofing around with. So uh, that should Mm. probably be out by the time that you listen to this. But if not, uh, just wait patiently and stare at your computer screen until it pops up. Sick. All right. And Kay, where can people find you? Uh, Linktree slash K and Skittles. You go my stuff. You look at, I got a YouTube channel. I got another podcast. Uh, I got, who knows? Maybe, maybe I'm the one who's leaking the uh, classified documents on the War Thunder forums. You don't know. Check out what's on there. Exactly. Absolutely. All right. And you can find me at uh, Linktree slash Rude Fox Alton, all one word. Same deal. I am on Twitter. I'm on Blue Sky. I am on Twitch, although I have not had time to stream, unfortunately. I really enjoyed streaming. I wish I could get back into that, but I'm so tired after coming home from work that it, it will not happen for a while yet. So we'll see. Uh, anyway, you can find us at video games are the worst.pinecast.co uh, for all of our great episodes. Or you can go to patreon.com slash where $1 a month gets you access to all our great premium episodes. And I think that that is it. Otherwise, check out all the links in the description of this episode to find us, you know, you know where to go. You know. And I hope that you had a good time listening to just most brain-breaking facts imaginable. About the yeah, and check thing. out... Uh, a little game called uh, Polytopia. It's it's mm, like yeah. uh, a more complicated chess. <laughs> it is yeah, more complicated than chess. It teaches you how to be a podcaster, actually. Oh my god! Unfortunately, That's I had to uninstall bad. it because it was taking up too many of my brain cycles. <laughs> yeah, uh, break up with your girlfriend over a phone game. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Strange time of living in panic and hysteria Poor man, learn the rich man don't care for your Narcissist mindset spread like malaria Sit back and watch the show America Britain split through fickle shit A government of hypocrites These counterfeit politicians sit in parliament Not adequate Come on. Needlessly bleeding resources all dry Turn a blind eye if it means a pay rise Oh what a shame it would be I would die If number 10 Downing Street burned in a fire only joking, only messing, don't be stressing I'm a peaceful adolescent, there's no need to be unpleasant Write my thesis in a rhyme scheme to analyse the brain While my finger's on the trigger of a money game Oh, rain, 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 rain A storm, it comes up way And no surprise to distorted lies Poison in the face But we die upon the blame, 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 blame It's easier to blame We point the mirror right ourselves We're all part of this whole money game
Money is a game and the ladder we climb Turns a saint into a sinner with his finger in crime I'll break oh. it down for you motherfuckers line by line This is business economics in the nursery rhyme oh. She sells seashells on a seashore But the value of these shells will fall oh. Due to the laws of supply and demand No one wants to buy shells cause there's loads on the sand Step one, must create a sense of scarcity Shells will sell much better if the people think they're rare you see Bear with me, take as many shells as you can find And hide them on an island, stockpile them high Until they're rarer than a diamond Step two, the people think that they want them, really want them, really fucking want them. Hit them like Bronson. Influencers, product placement, featured primetime entertainment. If you haven't got a shell, then you're just a fucking waste, man. Free. It's Monopoly. Invest inside some property. Start a corporation, make a logo, do it properly. Shells must sell, that will be a new philosophy. Swallow all your morals, they're a poor man's quality. Four. Expand, expand, expand. Clear forest, make land, fresh blood on hands. Five. Why just shells? Why limit yourself? She sells seashells, sell oil as well. Six on, sell stock, sell. Diamonds sell rock, sell water to a fish, sell the time to a clock seven. Press on the gas, take your foot off the brakes. Then run to be the president of the United States. Eight big smile, make big wave, that's great. Now the truth is overrated. Tell lies out the gate. Nine polarize the people. Controversy is the game. It don't matter if they hate you, if they all say your name. Ten. The world is yours. Step out on the stage to a round of applause. You're a liar, cheat, a devil, a whore. And you sell seashells on the seashore. Rain, 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 rain. A storm it comes our way And those who rise to distorted lies Poison in the face But we die upon the blame, 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 blame It's easier to blame We point the mirror at ourselves We're all part of this whole money game Oh